0: Good day to you. My name is Fred Oakman, and as always, with me today is Mr. Jake Peters. We are P.S. This is Awesome, a PlayStation podcast, and this is episode 178. This is a show where we share our feelings about the current state of PlayStation, but before we get on the show, I want to invite you all to subscribe to our channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash P.S. This is Awesome. Visit us on Twitter at P.S. This is Awesome and Tumblr, awesome.tumblr.com. If you want to make fun of our trophy list on the PSN, you can find me at AnchorLess underscore 81 and Mr. Jake Peters at Shake Saw Zero One. And as always, you can write the show at PS This is Awesome at gmail.com. And most importantly, don't forget to share the show with your friends. Be sure to leave comments and rate the podcast as you see fit. I have put no more YouTube videos up and I have so much more life back. My quality of life has increased. Uh, so it's good not to be so hard charging on the YouTube. So uh, we haven't gotten any complaints about it. There haven't been a drop in subscribers. So we're going to keep rolling as is and put the PlayStation video podcast up. And as we see fit, we'll put other content on there, but please go subscribe. Check out the video podcast. Cause today I'm going to have a little special video portion to share with everybody. And most importantly with Jake, cause I think it's cool. But with that out of the way, Jake, how are you doing today?
1: Uh, I is there such thing as a bad XLR cable? Yeah, for sure. Wait, wait. What do you mean, but like, like a, a new one that's not just, as good as the others? Just like if you buy an XLR cable and it's like the shittiest XLR cable you can buy, like it doesn't sound bad, right? It just falls apart really fast.
0: Yeah, it's probably just not. Or do some durable. of them
1: actively sound bad?
0: I think if the connection's there, the connection's getting You might, might get more crackle. It might not fit right into the ports. You know, it might have to ram-jam stuff around. Uh, the soldering's probably bad on it. Who knows? But I, I don't think that the audio... If it's working, I think it's
1: working. Because, like, the whole thing about XLR is that it's, it's a... It's a... Um, it's a differential connection. So, it like, it, like, uh, cancels the noise out. And so, like, as long as the cable isn't, like, shittily built, it should be pretty clean for the most part. It should. But I see what you're saying. Like, you might get more noise when you move it, like the cable and stuff. it might make
0: some crackling noises. They all do that. But,
1: I mean, you might get more with a crappier cable because there's less insulation on it and stuff. Because it's like, you know, you look at them, and the reason I'm talking about this is because I have this fucking – my XLR cable needs to be five feet long and I'm using a 50 foot cable. Yeah, I know it's so, so I'm like looking at XLR cables online and it's like, Oh, I can buy, you know, 15 foot cable or something, but it's like, you can spend $8 on one or you can spend $50 on one. And it's like, what is the point of buying a monster cable? I guess maybe if you're like performing, it makes sense because they're really robust. If it's just sitting on your desk, why do you need something that fancy?
0: Yeah, I guess you don't. If it's just if you're not going to be stepping on it and moving it or doing anything like that, yeah, you're not going to need something super duper. I can't imagine. You don't need like the gold connections and stuff. Yeah. Diamond tip XLR so, cables.
1: <laughs> so to answer your question, yeah, how are you I'm doing? I'm doing fine. Ah, good. I'm a little tired today, but I'm doing fine.
0: Yeah, I was, we were beat all over the weekend. So for those who are uh, repeat listeners, Our show is not airing on the routine Monday, and I did put a Twitter account uh, post out. So if you don't follow us on Twitter, it's your own fault for not knowing that this was going to be coming out late. But I definitely put a post out on Twitter, and I said, hey, sorry, the show's going to be a day late. So um, suck it, guys, guys and girls. That's how how the cookie crumbles this time around. We didn't get to it. We were tired. It it was a long weekend, (laughs) and uh, we don't make any dinero from this. No money. We make no money from this. It kinda sucks. I wish we could make some money. We should put up like a PayPal me thing for the website or just for our podcast. And be like, if you want to donate, you could just donate to this account. Like if you guys you never know. We might might have one person that wants to give us like a dollar. That'd be awesome. Be the first time we've ever made
1: money on this podcast.
0: 178 and episodes in.
1: What would you do with that dollar? We'd split it fifty fifty. And so we could each almost buy a pack of gum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, back in the day, we could play one of those really fancy arcade games It cost two quarters instead of one, and we could play together. But yeah, so I don't know. Anyways, I'm in an okay mood, Jake. Uh, I have been staying, uh, well, I'm going to take this back a little bit. We ripped up all the floors upstairs, all the carpet, and we had this big project, rented a belt sander, did all this home, home improvement stuff. And, uh, you know, with the water-based polyurethane, which is essentially the lacquer, they say that while it is more friendly, environmentally friendly, you have to kind of keep up on keeping your floors polyurethane, right? Or else that gets thin, Mm -hmm. it wears out. So it's time to do that. And in the meantime, our dog Charlie, uh, many moons ago, had taken a leak on the floor after we had it all done. And it left this stain on it, Right. And what it did is essentially lighten the floor, which is weird because usually when a dog urinates or a pet urinates on, on hardwood, if you look it up on Google, it always leaves dark marks. Now, he must have some kind of super piss or something that like makes things lighter for some reason. So anyways, in the process of redoing the floor and getting new lacquer down and ripping up the old shoe molding in one of the guest bedrooms and replacing it with stuff that looks nicer, uh, I thought maybe, hey, I'll, I'll sand out this area and now, and I don't care if it's a perfect stain job, and it doesn't need to match exactly, but I have some leftover stain, and stain can be good for two to three years if it's kept right. Mine was. I'll just sand this little area out, take all the shine off this area, get down to the wood grain, and then just throw some stain on to get it close to the color match, right? It should, it's wood, it should take it, right? It takes it to a degree, but essentially it looks, we have like dark floors. Uh, wood floors upstairs. So the problem is, is like if you put if you put on uh, the dark stain on, doesn't matter how many fucking coats I put on, doesn't matter how long I let it sit on the floor. Every time I wipe the stain off, it's still the same beige color. Like it's it's not taking any stain. I've tried pre stained stuff that's supposed to help the wood accept it more uniformly. I've done everything to this area. I've looked up home remedies with how, like, like I'm on this rabbit hole of trying to figure out how to get my floor to just look half decent in this. It's one little circular spot that just doesn't match. It's driving me of,
1: fucking crazy. What type of stain is it?
0: Uh, it's, I think it's, it might be like a Varathane stain or like a Minwax or something. It's an oil-based. It, like
1: it, it is an oil-based stain? Yeah. Hmm, interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's oil-based. And it's just, it's pissing me off royally. So today I took the sander and third try, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to really sand the shit out of this area. I got like 80 grit sandpaper. It's pretty gritty. And I'm just just this one area, man. I got it. So the wood was essentially white. It was like wood that had never seen the light of day. I'd, it's not even like a. There's not even like a little divot. It's like I sanded it down just enough that there's just maybe a little bit of an indentation. You can't feel it if you step on it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna throw this fucking stain on. I'm gonna leave it on for 45 fucking minutes, and I'm gonna wipe it off. And if this shit doesn't match, I'm gonna lose my mind. And in preparation for it, I put down the pre-stained stuff, which you can put down so the wood accepts the stain a little better. Put that on. Let it soak into the, into all the grain, all the stuff, all the grooves. And uh, no, I, I, put the, I put it on. Uh, I let it sit for like 45 minutes. I wipe it off. It's the exact same color it was before I sanded it. It won't get darker. I have no idea why. But I've done the whole rest of the floor with this exact stain, and it's darker than everything
1: else. It's, have, you tried, have you tried going to the store and just buying another can of the same stain? That's, that's next on my list. That's next on my list. And then I also
0: thought about using a gel stain, which doesn't actually seep into the wood. It's more of like an opaque paint if I can just find mm. the right color. Like, that'll be the next step. If, 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 if This sucks! Like, this is the only thing I gotta do before I... I've got the T-bar, I've got everything. Anyways, let's talk about games. I'm so rattled about this, it's ridiculous. And I'm having an issue with my PS5, and we're gonna talk about it. It's ridiculous. I'm really pissed off about it. Alright, um, games we're playing, Jake. Right now, I'll tell you this, I haven't gone back to Valkyria Chronicles 2 for the PSP, but I do, I'm playing on my Vita, I do love it. I've played it a little bit more, but it, it has not been the focus of my attention. I feel like the focus of my attention now is going to shift towards Nino Kuni too, because Nino Kuni Two is amazing. It got mixed reviews, but it is so good. It, it is really easy. It's uh, Studio Ghibli made this, and um, Studio Ghibli didn't make no. That. They did the art for it, but I don't even think they did. Yeah, the art Yeah, they for certainly it. did. Yeah, yeah. Studio Ghibli I, they is they helped definitely with the involved. The first one for sure. No, they were involved on this one, weren't they? Nah, I, I love how I that. always just rattle shit off that I think I know, and you always correct me on the podcast, which is fun. <laughs> it shows that, like I'm just a human man. I'm not like <laughs> some savant, but I like the game, and that's really all that matters. Uh,
1: I think some someone else maybe did do this game actually. I think they did the first. No level one. level five did it. Level five was who did Nino Cooney the first one. I'm just uh, was Studio to... Ghibli not involved in the first one? Uh, they were involved, I believe. It, 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 like cursorily in the first. I one. thought they, they. I don't think they were like actively. The, I know the first like, game was all watercolored.
0: It was all done like the map. It was all hand done. It was incredible. It was all done by like some weird technique, which is why the game looks so pretty. Anyways, the graphics. Yeah. Are great. So the
1: first one, the first one had a collaboration with Studio Ghibli, yeah. and the second one did not. Okay, fair enough. But it still looks
0: beautiful. Um, the only thing that I don't like about it, as right now. And I, I can't say they don't like it. I just haven't quite adjusted to it. Is there? It's like they're like we had a really good game with Nino Kuni. and uh, for those who don't know, Nino Kuni, i looked it up—means two countries uh, or two worlds, rather, or something like that in J- Japan, um, which is interesting, which would make sense. But the uh, the story's fine, but. They implement some weird things. Like there's a little bit of like uh, a mini game, like like you would play in like Civilization or to- total, total, total War or like a Warcraft or something where like there are like parts on the map that you run into and then all of a sudden there, you have like armies that you control instead of like – I don't like that part. I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't think you have to do them. Uh, and then there's also oh, – I'm starting to build a kingdom in the game. And uh, it sounds like we might get into maybe like possibly
1: tower defense stuff in this game. It does well, not a lot the, of it. there's not a lot of it the, isn't the premise that you're like a prince of the land or something like that and you're trying yeah. to like like make your kingdom bigger or better or stronger you have to start something. a kingdom
0: from scratch because you were to be the king. But just before you were kinged, they have these things called kingmakers, and they're like, without spoiling anything, they're like these big dragons. And the only way you can be a king is if you have a bond with a kingmaker, which is actually pretty cool. And then you have to go find, go to the world of kingmakers and make a bond with a kingmaker. And uh, long story short, you finally are able to do this, but now you have to claim your own territory because you can't go back to Ding Dong Dell, which is the the same place from the first Nino Kuni. You can't go back there and be their king because you don't have a kingmaker for them, and someone else has that kingmaker. So you have to create your own new kingdom, and uh, you're trying to make the world like a really peaceful place. And and it's really good. Like the the only so I, I'm not a fan of like the what I just talked about, the uh, Warcraft style kind of things that get thrown at you. I think everything else is fine. The other thing that I didn't really like about this so far is the first Nino Kuni I want to say that everything was voice over like everything like you didn't have to read any text as far as the story goes like all the top, the drippy and, and whatever the character's name I forget your main character it was always just great voice acting don't get me wrong.
1: I yeah, I don't remember the, to be honest with you. I,
0: that's what I remember at least, and, and Nino Cooney too. The voice acting is fantastic, but they they have these uh, they have these stock kind of like like say like there's like a, a sky pirate in your crew, and it goes to him, and he's always like, hur, 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 but then all this text displays that you have to read, or like some you're like a character will be agreeing with another character, and they'll be like, Yaha, but then it's just all this text you have to read for the story instead of just having them say it like they did in the first game that you have like these stock things that they keep going back to they're like Give the game, give the give the context of what you're about to read, but it, it just it isn't in the voice and it, and it's not narrated. So that's it sounds like they just cut some know, corners. Maybe that's
1: pretty that's pretty par for the course in modern JRPGs. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if the first game did that too. It's just how you I just remember. remember there being you just remember there being some vocals on every piece of text. I do it remember, that. Just trans- but I it, dude, I haven't played that game. Yeah so long i don't remember yeah yeah it's a great game though
0: and i probably shouldn't be playing two rpgs at the same time especially because mlb the show 21 comes out when you're listening this comes out on tuesday and uh returnals coming out here soon also and some other news some other stuff's coming out but yeah i'm really enjoying it i have seven hours in already dude like seven and a half hours. Like, I'm it, the game's really easy, and I think it did get some complaints about that. And I think they released a patch that you can play on a harder difficulty. But easy is uh, just considered your regular, normal difficulty. And I'm not looking for a super challenge because I know Ninu no Kuni 2 towards the end, some of those boss battles were just insufferable. They were so difficult. So I'm glad to just kind of like stroll along, enjoy the story, enjoy playing a game like this. It's kind of fun.
1: What are you playing, Jake? Anything? Uh. I didn't play a whole lot over the weekend, but I mean, I'm still playing Octopath Traveler. I'll be playing that for a while unless I give up, because the game's pretty robust, but um, I'm like 20 hours into it, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm still really enjoying it. I got to like, the one thing that I'm see, I don't mind grinding in JRPGs, but I hate when it's like It's like this – what do you want to call it? It's like this toll gate for the story. You know what I mean? Where it's like you get to a point in the story and it's like, oh, we're just going to fucking jump the difficulty up by fucking 30%. And then you just have to like, okay, and then you just run around. Like you – like i feel like it's it's a problem with jrpgs where you should be able to grind if you want to if you want to level up and make the game easier for yourself mm-hmm. but i feel like it's it's it should inherently you should inherently be able to play through the game organically without doing a ton of grinding yeah and be able to play through the story and i got to this place in octopath where I got all of the. I unlocked all of the characters, and I wanted to go start like the chapter two of all the characters. <clears throat> and it's like everywhere they show where the the missions are, it'll be like you know, Theorian who's the thief who I picked. It's like Therion, chapter two, and it'll say recommended level for that. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like by the time I got all the fucking characters, and I'm ready to do the next part of the story. I was like I was still like eight levels underneath what I needed to be for the lowest chapter two level. So and then one of the things that I appreciate about modern JRPGs that this game doesn't do is when JR like this, this game does not auto level the characters that you're not carrying with you. So it's like the old Final Fantasy shit. You got to be where using like, them to level them. You've got to like rotate through your characters to level them all up, or just literally fucking forget about the rest of them. And you don't know which ones you want to level up because you don't know what their potentials are going to be, right? Yeah, especially like when you haven't maxed out their skill set yet or whatever. And now this game does have this like second, this like job feature where it's like every character, like their default skill is something. Mm. And then you can unlock a secondary job. That is all of the jobs that all the people have. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say I'm the thief class and I really like some of the skills that the warrior class has, but I fucking hate that character. Well, I could just make the thief class have the secondary class of the warrior, get all those perks and skills along with my thief skills and everything. And then I don't have to use that character. So it's like it's I'm at a point where if I get all the secondary subclasses. I could just basically pick four people and just have the eight skill sets that I want and then kind of continue through the game. I'm just in this weird, like, limbo zone. Yeah. And, but to be fair, like, it's kind of enjoyable. The My thing is that, like, grinding in, in JRPGs is something that I enjoy doing on something like the Vita because it's a great, like mind-numbing like you just sit down on your vita and you kind of like i like when i played final fantasy 6 i got to the floating continent part which is notoriously hard yeah and i just couldn't get anywhere so i needed to grind and i literally would just while i was watching the hockey game i'd sit there and just like because you have to like do some battles yeah you have to like basically like do a battle save do a battle save do a oh, battle sucks. save. And it's just so like annoying. literally just and eventually, you get leveled up enough that you can kind of make it through. Talk
0: about a playstyle of game that doesn't respect your time, right? Like yeah, that, yeah. those kind of games—they
1: don't give a shit about your time. And it's <laughs> it's it's kind of frustrating, but at the same time, like the combat is fun. So it's not like overwhelmingly fun, but it is fun. Yeah. So it's not like this, and it's not like it's not like I'm spending hours and hours and hours and hours grinding but i probably spent i don't know three hours over the weekend Mm. grinding because i was trying to catch up all the fucking characters from before and then move all of my current characters to the newest level so that i can start the next chapter and it's just this whole idea of having to drag characters up with you i've seen there have been a lot of jrpgs that nowadays like um Like, Persona is a good example where the characters that you're not using, they still get XP for the battles that you fight with the active characters. So, when you wanna, if you wanna switch out for one of those characters and like use their skills or their subset or whatever, Mm -hmm. you can just do that. And you don't have to, like, I gotta take this character and go back and fucking to an area where they're not gonna die every five seconds, grind them up to level, and then, you know, so. You know, it, it just adds hours that, you know, as a younger person, I would necessarily not have so much of a problem with. But as, an, you know, an, a, when, as I get older and I've got more time on my hands, you know, the fact that I've put 20 hours into this game in two weeks is mm. impressive. That's like a lot for me. Yeah, yeah. Because I average probably less than an hour a day during the week. And then on the weekends is where I do all my gaming. First. And but that, I mean... We don't have to keep talking about this game. I, I just I really I really like it. It is really good. I'm still kind of him hon about the story because it's like eight separate stories and I'm not sure how they all mesh together if they ever do. Right. But it's fun to play the just the art style is really cool. Um and then I've also been I've continued playing Steamworld Dig. That game gets kinda hard. Yeah. Steamworld Dig two. Yeah, like it get, does. Like it gets it gets hard from a platforming perspective. It depends like on how you dig. This, well, well, I just did this section, not, not that I did this section where it's like you drop down and then there's, you have like this jet pack where you like have to like fly in the whole wall and floor and everything is covered with spikes. So you've got to like fall down, jet pack a little bit, then zip cord to a wall to let your jet pack recharge, then jump off, jetpack a little bit farther. And if you fall anywhere, you fall into spikes so it's like this big thing, and then I got to the end, and it was like an extra upgrade cog or something. It like it, I didn't even need like... to do it, but it was like this thing. Yeah, and uh, I do. Remember I really, some en- of this I thing. really enjoy that game a lot. It's a I think great it's, game. I think it's good. I think that if it's perfect Vita game, I would never play it on console. Just saying, I it's I did. Not that it, I still enjoyed it. It's not that. Well, it's one of those things where it's like it's not that it would be bad on console, but that's one of those games where it's like it's perfect for. A handheld. Right before bed, you're like laying down, and you just like dig a little bit, get some resources, Mm -hmm. make a little progress, and throw it on the floor and go to bed. It's not super heavy, yeah. That's basically what I've been doing with it. Awesome. And I've been really enjoying it. Good, man. Good, good, good. Well, as always, Jake, let's get on with the news. But before we get on with the news- Oh, just real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just real quick. I know you're going to cover this, but- Yeah, let's hear it. I did try- to get into the fucking Resident Evil demo over the weekend yeah. and play it. But apparently it's only fucking available for like three yeah, hours. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. So anyway, continue.
0: <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't even know it was happening, if that helped, makes you <laughs> feel any better. so. But don't worry, because we'll, we'll still get a shot at it. Um. So like always news, Jake, there was a couple episodes ago I talked about – I had to swing by my parents' house, actually, because I, I got a hold of my dad's. I, I didn't want to buy that pre-stained stuff I was talking about at the beginning of the show. If he had just a can of it lying around, I was like, yo, do you have any of that fucking pre-stained stuff that, that helps the wood absorb stain? Because I'm having this issue, and he goes, yeah, come on, by And Then he started showing me all these different projects he was working on. I saw this old bookcase I built with my grandpa back when I was in probably, like, I don't know, elementary school. And I saw the original Diablo... Uh, instruction booklet for uh, for, nice. for PC. Look at if the listeners can't see this, but look how big this thing is. Like it's literally the size of a comic book, and it's got. Yeah, it has. Dude, like it's awesome. Like the artwork and stuff. This thing is ridiculous. You got all the different freaking, different monsters and shit. Instruction books used to be legit. That's from like what 1998. Well, on the back, and I know you can't see this, but 99? they were trying to get people to register to like win stuff blizzard would never do this nowadays because they're absolutely enormous but it yeah. says to register this product and be entered in a drawing for free software or other cool stuff mail you, mail your completed registration card today t-shirts mouse pads hats blizzard entertainment and it says it has their email account and it says uh, uh look for these other titles from blizzard entertainment warcraft Warcraft two, Warcraft two expansion set, and then coming in 1997, Starcraft.
1: <laughs> that's how old this shit is. Coming in 97, Starcraft, and then I found so, yeah. So oh, that's right. So so that's right. Diablo came out in like 96, I think, and 95 or 96, and then Starcraft came out, and then Diablo two came really out in 99 or 2000.
0: This little thing right here, yeah, it says uh, Windows 95
1: CD ROM, dude how crazy that's like like the fucking golden era of like with the exception of the witcher 3 we don't get we don't get shit in the game boxes anymore i mean that's that's literally i love this shit this shit was awesome that's probably i don't know maybe at least it's probably 30 percent of the reason why i don't buy physical games anymore because they don't give you anything there's nothing to look at it's like 70% convenience because I prefer digital, but 30% is like back in the day, think about like all the Super Nintendo games and shit like that. You got like real books with them. yeah, with, like real information about the game. Sometimes like even remember even sometimes like if you bought a fighting game, it would have like a move list in it and stuff. And like now it's like, like do you, don't, you all, they used to give you
0: all the all the art and stuff, different production designs. So Moving forward, uh you can compete free over the internet with Diablo 2. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so the Diablo is coming out, right? That was the one that we're excited about. Um it's getting the remake. This, this this is awesome because you're talking about all the shit you used to get with the with the constru- instruction booklets. It's construction booklets. So check this out. Like um they gave you like all kinds of lore. So this this chapter here I don't know if you, you can't see it, but it says the Great yeah. Deserts of Aranach, and it says the Tamo Mountain Range, which lines the eastern border of the Western Kingdoms, acts as a natural barrier, and it goes into this huge thing about these these things, and and it just keeps going on. There's all kinds of lore built right into the construction con- construction book, the construction booklet, dude. Awesome artwork of like different characters. They give you a bestiary on on the different enemies there. And it tells you about all the different enemies. Tentacle beasts, fetish, thorned hulks, giant mosquitoes, zombies, skeletons, wraiths. And it tells you about them, the cave spiders, and all the different spells and war cries and stuff. Dude, this is awesome. The different character classes.
1: Nowadays... To get the equivalent of so that book, awesome. you've got to pay almost double yeah. retail price to get, like, the deluxe edition. Yeah. And then you can get, like, the fucking digital artwork. They don't even send you a fucking L- let me say this: back book. If Blizzard could afford to do this pre-2000...
0: There's no reason why game companies like them can't be including stuff like this with their games. And that's why I want to say a shout out to CD Project Red because when they released The Witcher 3, we got a shit ton of cool stuff with that. And that was the reason I bought that game is because you were like, "Dude, look, I got a free audio CD and disk." And I was like, is it a digital download? No, it was a
1: disk. I was like, "What?" Yeah, and you got you got an actual book, you a got thank a thank you map. letter, you a got map. Got, like a thank you letter and it wasn't even deluxe, just
0: the regular version of it
1: yeah yeah it sucks man and like those books were so big too because the the boxes for pc games used to be like the size of a fucking bible like they were huge and now like a textbook even now like if you go buy a pc like if you could even find a pc game at the store anyway like it's in this small box and it has like a download code in it or something it's like I mean, it's, it's such a shame the way things mm. have gone and that like, yeah, it's cheaper. Things are cheaper and stuff like that. But man, it used to be so cool. The experience of buying a game used to be Opening so much up, more Opening up, looking awesome through because, it all. Yeah. Dude, there are times when I, when I was a kid, when I bought games that I couldn't even play yet because I wanted to look through all the shit that Before, it came yeah, with. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it was like, like there are times where we would be visiting my grandparents in Florida or something. And I'd I'd be like, Mom, I want to buy this game, and she's like, You don't even have a fucking console here. You gotta wait till you get home. I was like, I don't care. I want to like read the book on the plane and stuff. <laughs> and she was like, Okay. And we like buy it and fucking. I bought Red Faction, the first one for PS2. Yeah. in Florida So that I could look through the book and shit and look at the distance and, just and stuff enjoy while I was it. on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Get, it was get stoked about it. build hype. You, you don't know? do that
0: anymore. Nah. Well, speaking of money in games, into the PlayStation news, John Garvin who is or was the director for the original Days Gone series at Sony Ben, who in my ad is no longer working with Sony Ben, hasn't for two plus years, was interviewed recently on David Jaffe's YouTube channel and I'll admit, I've watched some of Jaffe's show on YouTube recently and this guy, I don't know if you know anything about Dave Jaffe, but he definitely speaks his mind, dude. Like he uh, He's very, very just blunt about things, about his take on stuff and uh, I, it can be appreciated I think, depending on what you know, uh, is, uh, people not having a filter, so to speak, and this is someone who who has some God of uh, who's maybe the God of, twisted metal and God, God of, War, of War, yeah, right? the original God of War and stuff, and and twisted metal. So he has a lot of history with PlayStation. He knows his shit. He knows the industry. I um, think his most recent game
1: was that Drawn to Death game.
0: Maybe, yeah. I don't, I don't know really what he's done. But so John Garvin got on this YouTube channel with Jaffe, and they were talking about this debacle we talked about last episode about how Days Gone 2 was canceled, right? We talked about this, I believe, right? On the last show? We had to have. So, anyways, during the interview, John Garvin, the former uh, writer, director of Days Gone, um, said that if you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers say, yeah, I got that on sale, I got it through PS Plus, whatever. And then Jaffe goes on to say, well, how's a consumer supposed to know if a game's worth buying if they buy it at full price? And Garvin just said, hey, I'm just saying, you don't know, but don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. So I just wanted to talk about that because it's it's weird because the logic behind the statement... Is essentially that money talks in the video game world, and it doesn't matter how good a game is or how much people love it. If everybody bought it for $5 three years after the fact, it didn't bring in probably enough money to to warrant the, the time. Now, granted, it took seven fucking years for Days Gone to come out, like you said, or they just announced it really, really early, prematurely, but... My opinion, man. There's a lot of variables involved, and I thought maybe we could dive into it a little bit. This this thought that like, if you want to support a game and you want to see a sequel, buy it at full price. Because I don't think everybody's in it. I'm not. I'm not in a financial position to be able to buy games, every game that I want at full price. I just can't do it. You know, I I just don't. I don't have the excess money to do that.
1: So I'm sure other people don't. I think there are instances where if you really love a studio and you're interested in the game. Then you should pay full price for it if you yeah, can. Yeah. If you can, I'm not saying that like there is anything wrong with waiting and getting stuff on sale, mm-hmm. but I do think that this is a bit of sort of a sore spot for developers because the console environment has started to mirror Steam and to a lesser for extent, digital, Yeah. Uh, mobile and it's like this race to the bottom where it's like sales 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 this game is like this game came out fucking two weeks ago and it's already 50% off like how do you compete with that if you don't want to drop the price of your game Dude and Sean Layden, the the ex CEO of Sony just came out like 6 months ago and was like we've got to figure something out with triple A games they cost too much they take too long to make and we're not making as much money on them as we used to mm-hmm. like there are exceptions like fucking Grand Theft Auto and in, in you know last the Rockstar of us, stuff all, all that stuff the La- last of us or even like uh the CD project the Witcher and in, in um Cyberpunk mm-hmm. but like you talk about a game like and, and maybe even this game was the catalyst for that comment where it's like the game took seven fucking years to make. Yeah. And if that game isn't amazing and doesn't do gangbusters, sell a million copies yeah. or more probably like multi millions of copies, it's a bust And like, like, You know, not only have you wasted the company's money, but you've wasted everybody's time at that point. And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying this is a very black or white comment. Like, I'm not saying that's That's not I'm not saying that the game sucks. I mean, you could have a great game
0: that maybe it wasn't promoted, right? Maybe when it came out and all the review copies went out in the instance of Days Gone, the game was essentially broken. Well, and, yeah. I, you know, like, that re- doesn't help. Like, why spend seven years on a game and then give out broken copies for reviews? Like, that doesn't make any sense. It didn't review well. It got reviewed prior to the game coming out. And then anyone, I'm sure pre-orders were canceled. I'm sure other shit happened. Now, who's, whose fault is that? Is that is that the uh, publisher's fault? Is it Sony's fault? Is it the developer's fault? I don't know. But that's I a big that problem.
1: I think that it's the developer's fault for taking too long and the publisher's fault for pushing a game that wasn't complete. We're seeing this all the time. Just like with fucking Cyberpunk. They should have just waited another year to launch that game, but they didn't because the investors were like, we've been sitting on this fucking egg for eight years now. Mm -hmm. Let's get this thing out. And what happens is you have a PR blunder and the people that suffer are usually the gamers and the developers. Yeah. You know, cuz it's like the people who really really matter in the whole thing the are people the ones who care who, about it the most. Yeah, yes, yeah, are the people who suffer. Yeah. So that's It's un, it's really unfortunate because yeah, days gone took way too long to make. Have it you played cost, it on PS5 yet? It, I have not. <sighs> but it probably cost Sony a shitload of money mm-hmm. and which is bad enough as it is, but the fact that Sony their press version of the game, their press release version of the game was broken. Yeah, like, why would you do that? Why would like, quality you control let just, that happen? Like, it's like you know, take it's like tying a fucking runner's leg behind their back and being like, you got to fucking complete this race. It's like, it, it, yeah, you you let them you let
0: them rehearse or, or run for the last seven years with two legs, and then it's the the day before the race, and and every college scout. Or every professional scout is watching them, and you say, "Okay, now you have to perform." But we're going to tie a leg behind your back, or we're going to cut your arm off, and you got to show us how how good you are at being a wide receiver, right? And you know, yeah. got all the scouts for the NFL watching you, and it's like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now?" Like I practiced my essentially my whole career for this moment, and now you're going to put me at a disposition the day before. Like or the day the day of when it really really counts. Like this is the moment that it counts. You got to take advantage of it. So you can't send like, those out and have them be <sighs>
1: crappy copies. Like it's just ridiculous. The thing about Cyberpunk is I get it. Like that game needed at least a whole nother year to be good. Yeah. Days Gone, if I'm not mistaken, was pretty much fixed within the first month or two.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it like, runs they could like have just utter- pushed it. Dude, it's And it would have been uh, perfect. And and the the game wasn't great, Jake. It wasn't a
1: great game. No, I mean the game would have the game was never gonna be a ten out of ten, but at least like at least everybody that read the review before buying the game wouldn't have saw wouldn't have seen like the game's broken, the game's broken, the game's broken, the game's broken. You know, it's like this game's okay and the zombie scenes are fun and everything like that, but it's broken, it's broken, it's broken. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just really unfortunate for them because if Sony was willing to wait a little bit longer, I think that the game would have had more legs commercially. But and I think in this instance
0: you can't blame the consumers for pulling out their pre orders or for not being so stoked about it because it wasn't the consumers' responsibility to make sure that the reviewers got
1: a good copy of the game to review. Well, and I personally think that pre-order culture has also damaged gaming as well. Oh, for sure. Because companies use pre-order numbers as an indicator of whether a game is going to be good or not. Mm -hmm. Or, or sorry, whether a game is going to be successful. Yeah. And I just, you know, there there are goods and bads to that, right? Think of something like Destruction All-Stars. That was going to be a $70 game. And then presumably presumably nobody pre-ordered it, so Sony released it for free and then charged $20 for it after it was on PS Plus.
0: I love the so, idea of actually nobody pre-ordering that game. Like, not one person. Like, be I'm hilarious. sure people did, yeah, but, but so it probably funny. wasn't
1: yeah. worth it. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, I get that, but at the same time... It's like pre-order culture has made it so that all these people put all their money in the pot ahead of time. Same thing with early access on Steam and stuff. But at least with early access, you get to play the fucking shitty version of the game, and you know that's what you're getting. Yeah. Whereas like with pre-orders, it's like I'm giving you my money ahead of time, and I don't know if this game is broken or not. Because so, so many like, games come out broken. That's that's the big part of the problem, right? Like, Dude, and I don't even – dude, I am at the point now where I refuse to pre-order games. Like literally yeah. unless – it's something like the last of us part two, you know, like where I dogs. know for 100% certainty that it's going to be good when it comes out. Mm-hmm. And literally the only reason I pre-order it is so that I'll pre-order it the day before so that it's installed on my console the next day, whenever I go to play, I don't it know because I don't, I don't really buy stuff digitally, but have you noticed on the PSN, some of these upcoming titles
0: for PS plus members, you get a pre-order discount if you pre-order them digitally. I
1: That's I know weird. that they're doing it for I know that they're doing it for Deathloop. Um I, th- I want to say that Returnal had that as well. It, really? So, oh, it might, maybe, yeah. I know that this this isn't a new thing for Sony, but they haven't been doing it recently. Right. I know that they did it before. Or I'm pretty sure they did it before, unless I'm just maybe thinking of Amazon or something, but Weird. Um, I'm pretty sure that one of the old perks of PS Plus was like you know pre-order discounts, discounts on games and stuff. Well, I know Amazon and, was doing it
0: right. Amazon was doing pre-order discounts on their on their site if you were a Prime sure, member. Yeah, and I, I know that. That was maybe Sony's response to it. It's like, well, instead of Amazon taking a big cut of this,
1: why don't you just pre-order it from us? Right. And but yeah, I mean, literally, if you, if you play digital games anymore, there's no reason to pre-order now. And I think that that's. One of the things that's hurting some of these games in terms of the pre-order culture, it's like most a lot of people play digital games now. Like it's it's starting to seriously swing digital versus physical. Yeah, and it's like you can't rely on pre-order numbers now because why pre-order a fucking game? Who cares? Like if it's like oh if it's like oh uh, you get a special map pack or some costumes or some shit like that if you pre-order. Well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fucking wait until the review comes out two days before the game, and then I'll pre-order it the day before. So I can still get all that shit, but you don't have my pre-order numbers before launch. Right. Well,
0: the pre-order really was bred out of necessity for, like, you know, midnight launches. Like, oh, we're only going to get 30 copies of the new Diablo or 30 copies of the latest whatever Warcraft game. And, you know, so if you want to make sure you get a copy... You know, you can't get it online, so if you want to make sure you get a copy, you better pre-order this thing and lock it in because it's going to sell the fuck out. So that was the purpose of the pre-order, and then they're carrying it over, so it really has outlived its need, you know,
1: unfortunately. And now they're just trying to keep the pre-order alive with these boons and these bonuses. Yeah, literally the only reason a pre-order exists now is for digital if you want it to be downloaded when midnight strikes right and i'm not and that's like that's like the evolution i guess (laughs) of the midnight launch right but like but the thing is is that you know like you said before it was like making sure that the store had enough copies for you guys like it it, it wasn't about um you know whatever the fuck pre-orders are about now like now it's literally just about bonuses if you pre-order, you get a bonus. Mm-hmm. And, and it's I think it boils down to investors, right? They can go, The companies can go to the investors and be like, look, we got fucking four million These are guaranteed for- sales already, right? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's weird. So it's so
0: weird. Alright, so moving on to PlayStation News, there's a new Resident Evil Village demo out effective May 1st, but they did do something really odd, Jake, and you spoke to this earlier on the show with the demo. It's actually two different parts, and... Only accessible during very specific windows of time. So between April 17th and April 18th, like towards the end of the day, you could play the first part. And then April 24th through April 25th, you can play the second part. Then on May 1st, uh, through the time that the game is released, you can now, you'll be able to play both parts
1: in one download. Oh, fuck, I didn't know that. I'll just wait until it comes out on May 1st. That's why I said we'll have our chance. Yeah because like uh, dude it's weird when, when, why did it this? says when it says april 17th through april 18th it was literally april 17th at 6 p.m. until april 18th at 1 a.m. Yeah. like it was literally like fucking 6 hours that you had to play this game mm-hmm. This like, generates it, hype, right, for for reviewers and why? stuff? It's, because they want like, everyone live streaming this part of
0: Resident Evil at the same I, time, probably.
1: I get it. And maybe it is smart from a marketing perspective, but their marketing strategy for this game has been really fucking weird with these showcases. I didn't even know they had a like, showcase for it. Right. I didn't even know. And I saw this on a the PlayStation had two blog. do now. And, and now they're doing these weird, like, short-term demos. Dude, I'm into like, it. Like, mix it up. Fuck it. Well, I'm Do into it, but like, maybe give me give me a fucking heads up and give me time to download the damn demo. Like, hey, yeah,
0: send me an email or something. Let me know. Yeah, I think that that was part just, of it.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. They maybe want like, you to had pay attention. Pop up on your console. So weird. Like, hey, but you want to fucking play it. Neither of us, us played it though, right? So, no, I think the first one is like you're like in the village, and the second part is like you're in the castle or something. Mm-hmm. I don't remember, but. So the game looks great. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. I'm not super concerned about it. I just wanted to play it so we could talk about it the podcast. Hey, Jake, are, podcast. You gonna, are you going to pre-order it? <laughs> I think the game looks awesome, but I'm not fucking pre-ordering it. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy it when it comes out.
0: That's so good. All right. Hey, there was a Bloomberg article that indicated that there were some interested parties looking to acquire Square Enix. Square has come out and said, nope, we are not selling bitches. So... Whatever that, Yeah, that that was kind of uh, just a point I wanted to make clear. And then I was looking forward to a Resident Evil VR game. There were some murmurs after uh, Resident Evil Biohazard or whatever whatever one it is. What was it, six? Um, seven. Seven, yeah, seven. Yeah, seven. Um, uh, they kind of said that the next game was going to be VR also. They alluded to that. Um, and hey, we're in luck. There is a Resident Evil VR game coming out and it is happening, but unfortunately it's only for the Oculus Quest right now, and RE four is being made, remade in VR for the quest. So I don't
1: really see the point. I mean RE four was a traditional third person. Well they're making it first person now. Resident Evil game. Um, what? It's gonna be first person VR. They're they're making it first person. Yeah,
0: first person VR, Resident Evil Four. Yeah, for the quest. Are you sure about this? Hundred percent. 100% that's sure. That's wild. If that's
1: true, that's way more interesting. Yeah,
0: it is interesting. It's going to be awesome. And it sucks that it's not going to be available on Maybe they're not Oh a- fuck it is first person. I told that you. That is wild. Yeah. But it's not coming to PSVR, but maybe because PSVR
1: 2 isn't announced yet, they won't talk about this. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a limited thing. But who knows? I yeah. mean, it may it may come to PSVR eventually. They just don't want to announce it. Yeah. I mean, Unless they have some kind of <clears throat> exclusivity deal with Oculus, yeah. But um, it looks cool. The Quest, the Quest is that standalone unit. You don't need a computer or anything. Yeah. You just fucking strap it to your face and go. Yeah.
0: Well, Jake, speaking of so, Resident Evil n- news, real quick, let's let's keep riding this train out for a minute. The. um resident evil netflix is getting a spin-off animated version of uh something and it's called resident evil infinite darkness is this already out or is this a new thing i couldn't figure this out but it's coming july 2021 to netflix and it's essentially going to be taking a look um it looks no it actually looks like a cinematic from like the latest game of the resident evil 2 remake or the 3 2 remake yeah um, but it's going to be a series, or it's going to be a series of mini-episodes, or it's going to be i I don't know what it's going to be, but it's coming to Netflix July 2021, and it's going to feature Leon and Claire from Resident Evil 2. But on the timeline, it's taking place after Resident Evil 4.
1: So, so later in the story. Yeah. I think they announced this a while ago, but it was just like, we're making a thing, Resident Evil Infinite Darkness, and that was it.
0: It literally looks like game developers have just, like, mo like game game footage (laughs) it's weird it's a good idea because I think I talked about this at one point I said why don't we just have game why don't we just have game movies that use the characters from the game and just do cinematics it makes makes a lot of sense yeah it makes a lot of sense if the story's there if the story's good it's good so anyways let's move on dude Ghost and Goblins you remember this game from back in the day the little knight yes. with the armor, and his armor gets knocked off, and he's in his like uh, heart heart boxers, and he's running around. And you got a joust thing, and he jousts people. So this game got a remake called Resurrection. It was actually released exclusively on the Switch. It was announced recently that it's going to be coming to the PS4. Now there's no date, and. Uh, it's gonna be awesome because it got really good reviews and the game's supposed to be really hard. It's like a remake or not even a remake, it's just like a new version of Ghosts and Goblins. This game like captured my heart back in the day. I sucked so bad at it, but I loved it because it was like this whole dungeon thing where you're fighting all these weird creatures and you're a knight, you know, and you're it's a platformer. It was a really good game. I don't know if you remember playing it at all, but it was hard. I'm actually excited for this.
1: This is an NES game? Yeah, it was an old NES game. It's called Ghosts and Goblins. And it was in the I... arcade also. I don't know that I... The Dude, remake you're looks with good. It? I, I don't... I know... I'm familiar with it, but I don't know that I played it. Okay. Yeah. It, it's a, it's coming to the PS4, so we'll be able to play it on the PS5.
0: It looks awesome. I'm happy that it's coming. It should be coming relatively soon, I would imagine, because they had recently uh, updated their website to say it's coming to PS4. But there's no date. But hey, Jake... Uh, Sony has heard us. They heard all of us. They heard every single person bitch about how the stores were closing. And uh, they said, hey, you know what? They put a thing on their PlayStation blog. They said, hey, we're going to continue the PS3 and Vita stores. We're going to go back on our decision. But the PSP store will still be closing. So they yeah, heard... Fuck the-, the PSP.
1: What's that? I said fuck the PSP. Yeah. It's already dead. But so. I am happy
0: that I still bought Valkyria Chronicles... Uh, Three, because two rather. I think it was two. I can't keep them right because that's a PSP game. But they did wrap up their 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 PR statement by saying, "We're so glad we could reach a solution to continue operations." And I thought it's like, like what? What was your solution? Just to fucking keep things going the way they are? Like, what's your solution? Like, uh, I don't understand.
1: The solution was they realized that they pulled a fucking dick move, and everyone was like, "Hey." Fox don't Sony. do that. Yeah,
0: don't do it. Don't, don't do it. We're gonna be mad. Like,
1: oh wait, maybe we shouldn't do that. So and so they didn't want to lose any more face. Mm-hmm. But it's like, how do you not how do you, see this as a backpedal? Like <laughs> it is a backpedal for sure. So Dude, yeah. my thought is this. What about
0: all those PS Vita games that got canceled because they announced the closure? Do you think those developers like just threw all their shit in the trash can and like permanent delete, boom, 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 we're done. And now
1: they're like, oh, by the way, we're not closing the studio, the stores. You guys could have released your game. I doubt that's true, but because it's been, it hasn't been that long since I mean, it's only been, what, two weeks? Yeah, but man, I could see some people just getting really pissed off about this and just trashing whatever progress
0: they made on a game. It could be, could be. (laughs)
1: There's going to be a story about it. I guarantee it. But Uh, I I am curious, though, if they have, not they didn't really comment on whether or not they are going to still accept certifications for new games. That is because true. Because just because they're true. leaving the, you know, they might still say, like, hey, look, we're keeping the shit open for the people, but we're not accepting new games. Right. Because we do want to close this eventually. Or maybe that's part of the process
0: that they wanted to, to curtail. Maybe that costs a little extra money. You know what I mean? Keeping people to certify this and to, like, go through all the code, make sure stuff's working, compliance, all that stuff. So... You know, make sure that I don't know whose responsible responsibility is to get the ESRB uh, ratings, but um, yeah, I mean, all that stuff that front that front end or rather back end work that needs to be done to make sure new games can be put on the store and people to update it, run maintenance on it. I mean, if you just kind of like do a still frame of the store and just capture it. Then that would make that would make the most sense. Then maybe that's the solution they're talking about. We'll keep the stores open, but we're not going to release new games. This is all speculation, of course. But
1: it is. I'm I curious. want what I want them to do is reinstate the fucking online browser store because the fucking Vita store is awful. It is so awful to navigate. I just yeah. want so to be able to, to shop shit. for Vita games on the browser again. Yeah. But they're probably not going to bring that part of it back. Probably They'll just not. Just be like, hey, you can still download shit on your shitty old consoles. Mm-hmm. And I mean, really, what does it cost them? It costs them almost nothing, probably. Mm-hmm. And people's shit is just going to b- burn in flames here soon, anyway. I mean, those consoles are getting old, right? I mean, Vita, I mean, my Vita and your Vita are probably. Pushing 10 years old at this point, yeah. you know, because it came out in 2012. I got mine in 2012 or 2013. I got mine slightly before you got yours, yeah. And, you know, in the PS3 has been around since 2006. It's a long time. Yeah. So even the slim years. version came out in 2009. That's 12 years old, right? Yeah. So it's going to be a war of attrition at this point for those consoles. We'll just see what happens,
0: you know. Uh, they're all going to tuck her out eventually. You know, there's this uh, artist, his name's Colter Wall. Not to sidetrack, but he's got a lyric and a song. And and it's just something, something, something. Um, Time's cruel slaughter is what he says in a line. And that's like the most accurate description of everything. Like, time just slowly, cruelly slaughters everything in its path. <laughs> slowly, you know, relatively slowly, considering your perspective and it's so true. You know, whether it's 14 years for a PS3 or 90 years for a human being or 70 or you know 300 years for a tree or 400 years for a tree till a forest fire comes and wipes it away. Dude, everything is just demolished over time eventually. Like things just get fucked up by time, dude. So the PS Store is no op- no no different. The PSN store or whatever. Dude,
1: well, this is cool. I mean, it's cool that like I don't have to go and Hopefully when they next announce that they're going to close these stores, they give you a little bit more advance notice so I can spread my purchases out over the course of a year as opposed to buying them all in a fucking month and spending $300 on the PSN, which I'm sure they would be thrilled with, but I don't want anything to do with it.
0: Yes, sir. Maybe they'll orchestrate some sort of really big sale. You know what I mean? Yeah, with right. all the they developers. don't care that much. Well, it's, yeah, you're, yeah. They want you to pay full dollar. So hey, real quick, I had uh, some personal issues with my PS5, but before we get into that, I want to talk about that there was a PS5 firmware update recently. One of the one of the big ones. This, this is like probably the first official real big firmware update for the PS5. Um, but notably, my two favorite things that you can do with this new update is, and I don't know, Jake, if you want to throw anything on this, but. You can now save PS5 games to your external hard drive. So to uh, mitigate storage issues, if you have a game downloaded, a PS5 game, you can transfer that to an external hard drive and delete it off your console storage to free up console storage. And then when you want to play the game, you can't play it off the hard drive, but you can re-transfer it back to your PS5. It's it's kind of like this in-between compromise workaround. Sony's allowing us to do do the limited hard drive space on the PS5. Now, granted, I'm nowhere near maxing it out because I don't have many PS5-only games. But this is a nice feature. And then the other feature that I really, really liked and appreciated was the fact to um, tell the system that you no longer wanted to download. Uh, or, or record videos for your trophies. And you can select what trophies you do want it to still record videos. So maybe you're Platinum, you want to get a video video grab of that or something. But you can, based on the trophy that you're earning, you can tell the PlayStation whether or not you want to record video. Now, that'll save a lot of space, too. Those videos aren't aren't small. Once you, you know, if you're earning trophies like I am, dude, like, you got probably like 15 gigs of trophies, trophy footage. <laughs> yeah. But... But no, for real, that's probably a, a pretty good thing. Was there anything that you noticed about the upgrade, the the firmware update, that really stood out to you?
1: Um, I suppose that no feature is a bad feature, generally. I personally don't see the fucking point for this unless I do. So literally the best thing about this firmware update is the ability to turn off your console from... Uh, Recording videos every time you pop a trophy. Yeah, that's nice. Because, like you said, it just fucking fills your hard drive with shit you never use. And, but like, as far as storing PS Five games on on hard drive, like, and liter- literally, unless you play like the biggest games out there, it might be big in terms of size, <laughs> not Lola big D. in <laughs> terms of popularity. Like, if you play, <laughs> if like the games that you play are fucking. Call of Duty, The Division and Destiny 2, then, yeah, those three games are going to fill up 500 gigs on your hard drive space or 400 gigs anyway. Mm. So it's like, all right, well, maybe it's worth it for me to keep one of these on a hard drive so that I can delete it whenever I want to play other games and then I yeah. can bring it back off and blah, 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 blah. But, like, the only time where I really seem feel like it's really necessary is if you've got really, really slow internet. Mm. And it just take like, some of these games, like, uh, let's say, like I was talking about, like Warzone or something like that, takes you literally days to download. yeah Then it's like, okay, this isn't, it's worth it to kind of keep it on an external storage device that you can kind of pull it off quickly It'll or It'll take you an hour to but, put back on the PS5. The long-time listeners of the show will know, like, my personal opinion is manager shit. Like you don't play that many fucking games that you need to have 15 games installed on your console at any given time. And internet generally is good enough now that if you, let's say decided all of a sudden, like, Oh, I'd like to play freaking castle crashers remastered, go on there and download it. And it'll be ready to go in an hour. Yeah. Like it's like, maybe in, unless it's, like I said, unless it's one of those big, you know, tent pole games like the Division 2 which for some ungodly fucking reason makes you download 200 gigs worth of shit even mm. though you don't even have all the expansions. See, I have that
0: on my external though, I think. I think that'll run on your external cuz it's
1: technically a PS4 game. Well, sure, right? Okay, but but I what get I'm your talking point. about yeah. is is just like managing your hard drive space in terms of like what games you're actually playing. Yeah, right, Cuz right, I right. think a lot of people they have a hard time letting go of games. Like they don't want to. Like, what if I might play this? Like it's like a Dude, hoarder's mentality, right? So it's like, just it's not gone forever. Like it's it's like taking the shit that you don't want to throw away and like putting it in your shed. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, oh well, I have to walk out to the shed and get it as opposed to just picking yeah. it up off the fucking end table. Yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I but to each that's their just my own. Personal opinion. I think I think that it's cool that it's available. I'm glad if it helps people out from a personal perspective, it doesn't make mm. any sense to me mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if anything, games should start getting smaller because once the, once PS five developers really start utilizing the architecture of the hard drive, right. Or it's not technically, it's not a hard drive, it's an SSD, but once they start utilizing the architecture, the games will get smaller right. because the reason why games are so big is because in order to make them run better and load faster, they have tons and tons and tons and tons of duplications of the same art, the same textures, the same everything. For every instance it is in the game. Whereas like with a, and if you listen to Mark Cerny's hour long kind of talk, talk before the PS5 came out, he talks about this. He's like, with this hard drive, if you utilize this hard drive properly, you can literally have that Piece of art, that texture on the hard drive one time and just call it every time you need it, as opposed to having it a thousand times just so that you can load it faster. Yeah. yeah. And so it's that exciting. would make games way smaller. So theoretically, you know, a game like Call of Duty, which is 100 gigs to download it, maybe more at this theoretically, point. Theoretically, it honest. might be 20 gigs or 15 gigs. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there's no reason why it shouldn't be. So. I don't know. It, it, Interesting. That's a bit of a digression yeah. on my part, but like, it, it's it's something that I think is is cool that you could do. Um, honestly, if you, if you, it's even less kind of impressive because you can't play the PS5 games. Mm-hmm. Like, if you could play a PS5 game off of the hard drive, the one thing that is cool about that is you can literally unplug it, take it to a friend's house, plug it in, and fucking play the game. You don't have to re-download it. Yeah. Or like go from console to console, but you know. I don't know. You can't do that with this, or at least for PS5 games. You right. probably can for PS4.
0: Yeah, I don't know how that works with licenses and stuff. I mean, if you log into your account at your friend's house, surely you can just put it on there. I'm
1: sure. Yeah.
0: So, <clears throat> real quick, into my PS5 issue, Jake. I was in my attic rooting around for Stand By Me, the DVD, because my buddy Donnie, the kid I did a split with, uh, we decided we are going to have movie night every once in a while. and He told me he had never seen Stand By Me, which I thought was ridiculous. And uh, I said, yo man, let's find it So anyways, up in my attic, I'm looking for Stand By Me Which I never found, I know I have it on DVD somewhere um, And uh, in the process I found uh, a slew Of old Signal Home Tour DVDs That I had made from different shows we played And I found one from Westfield, New York We played this gig at Westfield You know, 20, maybe 20 years ago or something um, it Could have been 20, 15 years ago maybe Maybe, maybe 12, I don't know But anyways, I got the DVD And I said, you know what, I'm going to try to watch this I go down, without thinking, I put it in my PS5, and I'm going to watch this fucking DVD. It's a DVD Blu-ray player, right? Put this fucking thing in. It works fine. I'm watching it, I'm watching it, all of a sudden it freezes. And it's this scene where like, I'm playing guitar, and I'm like, ah, like yelling or something. And it's froze. And I was like, fuck, what do I do? And then it's like, bloop, an error has occurred, right? I'm like, "God damn it, you bitch. You know? And then I tried to uh, get out of the reporting the error screen, can't get out of it. It's locked up on reporting your er- and errors occurred. Oh my like, God, this sucks. Um, so I'm hitting like the PlayStation button. It's just completely frozen on this screen. It's not reporting shit. It's just stuck on this screen. I try to eject the disc. The disc doesn't come out. I know damn well. I better not unplug this fucking thing. So I push the power button. It beep. nothing happens. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to push and hold the power button. Yeah. That's what you do with the computer. Push and hold the fucking thing. It turns off. First thing I do, I eject the disk. Disk comes out. I'm like, all right, I got my disk back. PlayStation kicks on. Everything seems to be in working order. It go, It boots into this weird mode, and it says we're rebuilding something, your database or something. It wasn't turned off correctly. Uh, so then it goes to rebuild it. It takes me into the login screen. I log in, and the first thing I notice is... Any images that it's pulling off of the PlayStation Store are broken image links. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? So then I go to my games library. And every game that I have downloaded on my hard drive, the image of the game shows up, you know, the square, and it's the picture Mm -hmm. of the game. Any other game that I own the license to from PS Plus or from Buy that's not actually downloaded on my console is showing as a broken image link. So, I go to the PlayStation Store to see what that looks like. Every single... Now, the PlayStation Store, the way it's, it's constructed now is it doesn't have any text on it. It's all just the picture of the game. Every picture is broken on my, on my PlayStation Store. I can't view any of the images, so I have to hover over every single PlayStation Store icon, and then it gives you, like, a little text readout when you hover over it to see what the fucking games are. And I'm like, this is insane. So I'm like, maybe maybe this update, since they're dicking around with the store, they're doing the stuff, maybe this is everywhere else. So I write LJ, because he's always on his PS PlayStation. I'm like, yo, dude, let me know you having this issue. He writes back, yo, dude, my store looks good. And I'm like, God damn it. What the fuck happened here? So then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pull up the PlayStation app on my phone. I pull up the PlayStation app on my phone. Every image broken. So now it's an issue with my account. My account got fucked up somehow here. So this is where it gets even weirder. So then I go in. I, I restore all my licenses, which is an option on the settings menu. Restore my licenses. I had like 1,500 licenses. So like it's going through it going through, restoring them all, and I do a, I do a hard power off, power back on, images are still fucking broken. I'm like, alright, I'm gonna log in as guest and see what happens. I log in as a guest, all the images work. I go back to my fucking account, and uh, all the images are broken. I get on Reddit, and I start posting about this with a, with a screen grab of the store images broken. I go into detail about what the hell happened. And, uh, one dude writes back or one person, they go, hey, restore your licenses. I'm like, I did. And by the time I wrote I did, Reddit had removed my my post because I didn't submit it properly into the right subreddit or whatever. They have all kinds of stupid rules and I don't have time to read. So anyways, I let it go. I log back in. Images are working. My account's fixed. I don't know what happened. It was like three hours after I restored my license. Things are working. I get on today. All the images are broken again. So, what the hell? They're broken on my phone and they're broken on the PlayStation. So, that tells me it's not a hard drive issue, right? I was thinking maybe my hard drive's going or something. But it's not because it's happening on my PlayStation app on my phone. So, how is that even possible that getting an error from putting a DVD in the fucking PlayStation is ruining my entire experience with my PS5 now? I can't look at the images on the store on my phone, and I can't look at the images on the store on my ps5 and i've tried to sign out of my account i've changed the password of my account i've re-logged in with my account i've done everything you can think of doing with your account i've changed the privacy settings i've done everything to try to get the images to show back up and they're broken again i don't know what delegates this or what instigates this but it's really starting to piss me off it's like the stain upstairs in my in that room no matter what i fucking do it doesn't it doesn't help so I'm going to check the store right now on my phone while, while you respond to that, because I have no fucking clue, dude. I'm so annoyed by it. It could have something to do with the firmware update.
1: If you're having any kind of similar issue, please write into the show if you're listening to this. That's bizarre. I don't know if PS5 gives you the option to roll back the firmware. Um, but if they do, you could try that. That It sounds well, like They're working it's on so my up. app now. It's working on my app so, now. It sounds like it's somehow tied to your account, but, I mean, if it keeps up, I'd just fucking try and get a hold of Sony, if you can, technical support, and just be like, look, what the hell is going on here? Because that sounds like a pretty
0: no, here we go problem. Yeah, yeah, look. I don't know if you can see. Here's my app. Ready? I'm going to show it to you. See all those broken fucking things? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And then only the games that I have installed. uh, Well, actually, some of them are showing up. Soulstorm's showing up. (laughs) I don't know if I fucking installed that or not. None of the deals are showing up. All fucking broken. Collections, none of them. It was just working a second ago, probably until it realized it was my account that was logged in. And then it just... But what's weird is... These two, the top one's Disco Elysium and the bottom one's Fortnite. Enlisted is showing up, fine. Uh, Bug Snacks, which I have that installed, so that makes sense. It's just so weird, but the majority, Astro's Playroom, working fine. It's probably because uh, I have Astro's Playroom. But everything, and there's no titles. There's no titles. You have to click on the X on the broken link to pull up what it is. Yeah, all these games I have installed. Here, here's the thing. Editor's choice, right? You can see some of them are, are lit up. All of those games that are lit up are games that I have licenses to. So it's so Part Two, Ghost of Tsushima, Fall Guys, uh, Genshin Impact, Spider-Man, Playroom. All those show up. Nothing else is showing up. It's just all fucked up shit. That's really bizarre. Why would that happen? I'm so annoyed by
1: it, dude. I'm so agitated. I'm beyond agitated. <sighs> see if see you should look and see if there's a way to roll back the firmware on your PS5. Try it and then and then maybe reinstall the new firmware and see if that's that's something that you could do. Yeah. But other than that, you might just have to try and bite the bullet, try and contact Sony technical support and just say like, "Look, I don't know what the fuck is going something on because it with seems my PSN account. Cuz if it's it seems like what I would be curious about, I'm not willing to let you do it on mine, but I would be curious to see if you logged in on somebody else's console with your PSN account, if it would do the same thing. Cause like it, it, I mean, it seems to indicate that it would because it's happening on your phone too. Yeah. That's what's so weird. It's happening on my phone. But I don't know why they would have tied Why would your that even be a feature in any way? Why would that even be like, a feature
0: <laughs> to happen on your account? Like don't display images for this person. Like why? Like there's like a broken link in my account code or something that's like keeping the images from showing up.
1: How would that happen? Yeah, I, it's so bizarre. It must be something to do with how they serve information to you specifically because of your account. Like, but, maybe they just, you know, they'll serve certain images to you depending on what you spend money on or whatever, and maybe that portion of your account is now broken. It fixed itself,
0: though. You know, it fixed itself for a bit, and it was working just fine. And then now it's back to this again. So, I don't... I don't know. Code man. isn't so going to fix really it itself. That's really fucking weird. You know what I mean? Code's not going to rewrite itself. Well, I mean, it could,
1: a- maybe, but... I don't well, know. It could just. It could just be. I dude. Who knows? I mean, yeah, it, dude. dude. I'm so annoyed by it. Software does really weird things whenever there are bugs in it, and yeah. dude, if they even try it, could be, any, to it ma- could be anything. Dude, it if they try to tell unrelated. me I have to make
0: a new account, I'll be so pissed off because I'm not losing <laughs> that trophy information over this. Anyways, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete is now available for all users on uh, PlayStation, regardless of your Plus subscription, as far as Sony's Play at Home initiative, uh, which only means Horizon 2 info is probably incoming, and I'm still waiting to hear for more info on Blood and Truth Part 2, because that's what Sony does. new games coming out this month. or th- Yeah, this month we have uh, Mask Maker, PSVR, and MLB The Show 2021, PS5, and PS4. Uh, April 22nd, Buildings Have Feelings 2. Moto GP 21 is going to be a PS5, PS4 game. Scourgebringer PS4, Wrath the Oblivion Afterlife PS4. And April 23rd, we get Judgment on PS5 in near
1: Replicant. People are excited for on PS4. I heard that Scourgebringer was also supposed to be a Vita game. Interesting. It doesn't say that on there, though. Scourgebringer it was announced for PS4 and Vita. Mm. But it it may will come to the so Scourgebringer will come to the Vita digitally and the PS4 digitally and physically on April 22nd. I don't know why they didn't even mention the Vita version. I don't know if you looked this up on the blog or where you saw this, but this was on Push Square. Maybe they just didn't acknowledge the Vita versions. Maybe not. Or maybe it i don't know that's that's weird but yeah that is uh supposedly that was like that that was like one of those controversial things because sony had told the developer of that game that they were like the last vita game or whatever yeah so this is before the whole you know that now they're going to the re-announce stores up or whatever yeah. but um that's uh that's interesting
0: yeah well shit dude i complained enough today about my stain about my ps5 i complained a ton i think uh, i've got it all out of my system how are you feeling for the show uh i'm good it's late yeah it is getting late and it's a work night so i want to thank the listeners for staying tuned in here and again apologies for having the episode out a little bit late but deal with it uh it's a labor of love and uh on top of that You know, we we may be a day late, but we will never be a dollar short. Uh, We're always going to give you a good episode. This episode is uh, over a normal running time, so I hope that you enjoy the extra talking the extra bitching, the extra uh, conversation that Jake and I both had. And unfortunately there's not going to be any music closing track for this show. We need some submissions. So make sure if you're a musician, if you're in a band, don't forget if you want to have your original music featured on the show, send an MP3 to our email account, PS is awesome at gmail.com along with your band name and the title of your song. And we will notify you. Probably it will indefinitely get played uh, because we're out of submissions right now. So we hit a dead spot. So, I guess that's all I got to say. So, Jake, you're good. I'm good. We're both tired. So, like Nino Cooney, near Automata in No Man's Sky. P.S. Yes.
1: This, is this is awesome. Awesome.